All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. All business, all winter. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast on the Nation Network, brought to you by our good friends at Finning, who have great big trucks and vehicles and star-studded calendars. Struds has his up in his house right now, and uh, basically just marking off the X's on the days that he's losing the battle in his home renovation. <laughs> Jason Strudwick, course, host of uh, City TV, as well as former NHLer, played over, uh, how many games, Struds, 700? Uh, six fifty, but only about six twenty were good. Uh, I only thirty off nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you were in the building for about twelve hundred games. I was there for a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So you saw a lot. You got a lot of popcorn. I do. A lot right. of different things. I'm Jason Greger from uh, TSN twelve sixty, and our uh, other co-host, the uh, founder of the Nation Network, Juanye Gretz, joins us from Mexico in a place that we're not allowed to say during the podcast because evidently he thinks he's a big deal. Wanye, how are you? I'm just happy to know that you know what day of the week it is this time. Well, first of all, I never said you couldn't say where I was. I said you'd never heard of where I was because you're familiar with Cancun, uh, Carlos and Charlie's, and Coco Bongo only. I'm in a (laughs) non-resort town uh, coming at you live. Yeah, I'm happy to know what day it is. Can we, Gregor, can we just get the big gorilla out of the room, the 800-pound gorilla or whatever we say? Last week, I thought we were doing the podcast on Tuesday, and lo and behold, we did the podcast on Monday. And you know what? You Hollywood types, you're switching here, you're going there, it's game day, you got the game day skate. I'm a, I'm a very, um, you know, scheduled, rigid, principled person, and I don't take change very well, and I'd accidentally scheduled something else, and I apologize. So can we move on? 
Well, do you not have the email in Mexico to look and update? There was no email minute? last week. Surely there was none. I keep my eyes peeled for these things. Well, I mean, your I'll text you. message. Feel free to check that thing. Okay. Jeez. Don't have text like, either, Greg. Only have iMessage down here. Well, I well you have, weren't. The, yeah, but the thing was, he's the only guy in the world without an iPhone. You might not realize, this, but iMessage allows you to text people for free in between countries, and you're like, no, I'm holding on to my Motorola flip phone forever. This thing has been a stalwart piece of technology, so I don't get text messages. I don't down want here. an iPhone. I, on the flight to to uh, Vegas this week, there was a certain one. I think it was the Galaxy Seven or something. They don't allow it on the plane. <laughs> really? Seriously, they wouldn't allow people with the. What on earth phone. does that have to do with having an iPhone? That's basically know. suggesting you should have an iPhone. No, because why? I want to get on flights. I don't want to be banned huh. from flights. No, you're missed. No, it's a Samsung Galaxy Note Seven that you can't bring on flights. And why? What's wrong with it? Is it going to blow yeah. up? The battery overheats and occasionally explodes. Occasionally. Well, isn't that happen with the vapes too? Yeah, that's right. And you shouldn't even don't even get started about the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven vape phone. That thing explodes <laughs> regular. It's basically a hand grenade in your pocket. Disaster. <laughs> well, now that everyone's okay and you're settled down through breakfast, Wani, let's get into it. Um, Jason Greger just returned from a great trip to one of my favorite places on the planet. Uh, I'm talking about Sin City, Las Vegas. But you went down with your wife. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm guessing the tone of this trip is slightly different Dude. than if the three of us went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very safe evaluation on your part. It, very different. Uh, it, was a, it was a trip I bought my wife for Christmas time. She'd always wanted to go on a Grand Canyon tour, something she's been talking about for years. So I, I booked it. And really, the, the gift was that I booked everything. Because she organizes everything. Okay. I call her the arranger. So she just had to basically pack her suitcase and away we went. Uh, I booked us a show at O to at, uh, to see that at the Bellagio. It was fantastic. Cirque du Soleil. I've never seen one of those sh- shows live. It was unbelievable. Like the, the athleticism, the mm-hmm. skill involved with these people to not only do the dancing part of it, but then they're doing swimming because it's in the water. The gymnastics, like just the strength overall is fantastic. I was blown away at, at how good it was. But... You know what, you'd think, oh, you know what, I'm going to go with my wife. I'll say this. If we three would have went, I guarantee you, I'd have spent way less money. Like, way less money. Those, you go to uh, the Grand Canyon Tour. Yes. Then you got to go to O. Then, you know, because you and I, Strads, and, and yeah. Wanye, well, I know Wanye for sure, we would have been having dinner every night in some pub, you know, getting a BLT sandwich for eight bucks. Hell no. We're not going to Mr. Chow or anything else for dinner. So that stuff adds up. And then, and here's the, the major difference for me was, now I haven't been to, to, to Vegas in five years. 2012 was the last time I went. Mm-hmm. And I went with some guy. And I'll be honest, I was never one, like, the last time I went, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm never doing bottle service at, the, at a club again. A, I'm too old. But B, it just was like, this doesn't interest me anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take my 300 bucks, sit at the table and, and play and get free drinks. And, and mm-hmm. just, we all put in our 300 bucks and we'll have fun and laughs doing that. But I was in an art gallery for about two and a half hours, because that was part of the trip. We were going there to pick up some art. And the only good thing about the art gallery, like yeah. they bring it, man, they are whining and dining you. You got beers, you got wines, because you got to sit in the room. It's a black room, right? And then they put up the, the print on the wall and, and they put the lighting on it. So it looks unbelievable, of course. Right? And so I, and I've done it before, but never to this extent, because we uh, we picked up a piece and we, we like to get art that kind of resonates with things we've done together. So it was it's Peter Lick. 
There's a guy who's world famous photographer. Like some of his stuff sells for two million. Not the ones that I buy. I'll tell you that. But, and who the it, hell are we talking to? Yeah, it sounds like I there's know. a Rockefeller on the show this week. Like, how did this turn to art? I don't well, know. That's, what I'm just that's how different for a private hey. showing. I'll tell you the hey. quality of white wine whoa, whoa, they bring whoa. is tremendous. Louis Lamore lover over there. You don't know who Peter Lick no, is. Pump the no, brakes. Anyway, no um, none. So we bought uh, we bought one of his pieces, and we end up with two actually, and. It was, uh, you know, it's quite the, uh, the negotiations. It's the song and dance. And, you know, and for me, I was like, hey, if I'm in here, I'm getting my full value on this. I'm going to get a few different beers out of this. So I kept asking for different prints to come in because they got to show it all, put yeah. it in the room and it slides it in the light and the contours. And you're talking about all the different frame options and, you know, are you going to have it set in the back? So I've, I've actually, you know, I, I kind of embarrassed by myself now because I find that's something I'm more interested here in the last five years that before I'm like you stretch you couldn't I couldn't name an artist like I can't draw a straight line with a ruler sure. I'm terrible anybody who's right. ever seen me play Pictionary I can guess but I can't draw but I have a real appreciation for it and uh, so yeah we ended up uh, buying a piece of art so yeah very different there was no clubbing I wasn't hung over one night it was very different trip to being a single guy Good God. It's like when Times Square got redeveloped, Strads. Remember, it used yeah. to be all about like the hookers right. and the peep shows and the guys selling you watches on the street. And now you go and there's like an Abercrombie and Fitch and a pottery barn. Gregor, you've changed. <laughs> he has you changed. You have changed like Times Square. I'll tell you what. I remember going to his house maybe six, seven years ago. We'd have a Coors Light or Bud Light beer. Now we go over there. He has a fancy Stella Artois beer. No, I don't he's got Stella. He's got all this classy art on the wall. I don't know if we can even hang out anymore. <laughs> Traditional. No, I mean, my stories when I go to Vegas are like, it was 3.30 in the morning. I was at the slot machines. I was crying because I'd spent all my money. Like a 60-year-old hooker came up to me. This is a true story, by the way. This this lady comes up to me, and I wasn't crying, but I was there at the slot machines super late at night. And she sits down next to me, and she, like, starts this conversation. She's like, oh, you're Canadian, aren't you? Like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to her. And then five minutes in the conversation, she just goes to close the deal. She's like, so do you want to go to your room or what? And my first thought was like, oh, this old lady's trying to pick me up. But then another part of my brain was like, oh, my God, this is a hooker. What the hell is happening right now? And so I was like trying to be really nice to her. And I was like, oh, um, well, you know, no, no, thank you. And she kind of looked at me like she wasn't believing that I didn't want to go to bed with like a 90-year-old hooker. And I said to her, do I look like somebody who you should approach? She's like, son, you're alone by yourself at the slot machine. It's like four in the morning and you're playing like a nickel slot. She's like, you're exactly the kind of guy you sh- I should approach. And I remember just being so sad. And I, I remember I was like, are you even Canadian? And she's like, no, no, I'm not Canadian. And walked off. Like, That's my story, Gregor. There was no art. There was no wine. The only person whining was me to an old hooker who probably had fake teeth. Do you, did she feel badly for you because you didn't have the arm length to reach up and pull down the one arm bandit? Oh my God. You know, one fifth of my tweets are about my short arms. The kind of trauma I've suffered as a result of being on this podcast. It's ridiculous. And no, I had to press the little button that says spin because they do put those arms way far away and it's not fair. It is very. You, have you ever though. been to Vegas, Strads, when you were in the show and you were hanging yeah. out with Alexander McGillney? Did you guys go down there and you had a system for blackjack or some damn thing? You know what? I've been there uh, quite a few times. You know, I have been with my buddies and it was absolutely awesome. And uh, I'll never forget the very first time I went there was with Tyson Nash and Jamie McClellan and my other buddy Jason Holland. The four of us wheel into, uh, we're staying at the Tropicana. So the four worst dressed guys in Vegas, yeah. guaranteed. That's right. We're like 22, 23. We have like $100 between us. And uh, we decided we decided we're gonna go buy some beers. So we go down to the uh, we go down to Seven Eleven, and we're walking back to Tropicana, each carrying twenty or forty eight, two four in each hand. 
back. And we're walking <laughs> through the pool and we're like, hey, party, party room 702. Like we were trying to act all cool. Didn't get a conversation the whole weekend. Like we could even, we, we'd be, we would have been happy to have a six-year-old uh, uh, prostitute come up and talk to us. We couldn't get a conversation going. There was four of us in the same room. This is 22 years old now. It's a little bit different. We go there and spread out a little more, but I, I love that city. But now I'm like you, actually. I love going with my wife. I've been twice with my wife and I loved it both because it's a different experience. You're way oh, more sober. There was things in Vegas. I was like, what? This exists? It's amazing. Like, the, like I have, I have never been on the strip in daylight. Right. Ever right. before. Sure. Right. And most of the times when I was on the strip, it was at like three or four in the morning and you're yeah. blackout drunk. So you don't really rem- like it kind of remember the lights and you're like, Ooh, this is a nice light. But all of a yeah. sudden during the daytime, like I didn't know ever, like my wife's like, what do you mean? You didn't know about the Bellagia, uh, um, Water fountains. I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you know about that? No, I've never seen them before. <laughs> Have you seen Oceans 9, 10, 11, 12, or 13? Yeah. They're basically yeah. the ninth guy robbing It doesn't things. mean I pay attention to every little detail in there. But no, I saw that. And then uh, also outside the Mirage, right? Yeah. They have the big uh, the sure. waterfall show. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, there's a lot going on out here. Yeah. So, And I saw the guy hovering. Did you see that guy? Yes. In Vegas, the guy who just hovers? Yeah. Like I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out how he did. I think I got it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else, but I think I figured it out. Because I was just, just like... Just a guy standing on the road, Gregor hovering? Yeah, he stands there and he's just... No, he's sitting like in a... He's, yeah. But there's no chair and he's hovering. What? And you're like, how was this guy doing it? Oh, yeah. It's Is there just thousands of dollars raining down on him from people walking by? Well, there's quite a few people. Yeah. He has taken pictures. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, he, just, he just sits there. I, and the thing was, I was like, I couldn't... I was like, maybe I'll just wait this guy out. Eventually, he's got to get down. Yeah. But I couldn't. After 20 minutes, you know, I have an attention span of a two-year-old. So I was like, okay, this is good. Let's get out of here. <laughs> well, one time we went down there with uh, Jerome McGinley, a bunch of us. There's like six or seven of us. So I went down there. And, uh, we'd always bring jerseys for Iggy to sign, right? Like for charities and stuff like that. We'd all exchange jerseys, whatever. So we have this jersey in our room. We're all standing in the morning. I'm like, someone says to Iggy, like, I dare you to wear this down at the pool. And he's like, no, no. And then finally, he's a competitive guy. We, we bet him. He's like, all right. So he walks down with a robe on with this Jerome McGinley jersey sign <laughs> underneath. Then he gets to the pool. I forget which pool we are. We're like, I, I don't know where we're at. But anyways, it was, an, it was a nice hotel. He rips off his robe and does a complete lap around the pool around noon. Not a person says anything. Then someone says, hey, flames are great, man. That was it. No one recognized oh, it. it was Jerome wow. McGinley in his McGinley jersey at the pool in Vegas. And we were crying. We were laughing so hard. Uh, but he was, he was pretty cool about it. It's going to be one of those things, though, where it's just so surreal that if you're sitting there, you're like, man, I must have had too many $2 Bud Lights and I had way too many 25-cent shrimp last night because that looked like Jerome McGinley in a Jerome McGinley jersey. Autograph, too. Autograph, too. Yeah, well, yeah, Personalized. Two struds. Thanks for the pass in my skates. Signed, Jerome. The One of the times I went to uh, yeah. Vegas, and a lot of my buddies were staying at the Hard Rock. Because, you know, the Sunday oh, yeah. night hard rock party. And uh, me and my other buddies had booked later, so we were staying at the MGM. And to get into that Sunday party, if you stay at the hotel, well, it's free. But if, if you're from an outsider, yeah. then you got to wait in line. So, you know, you party all night Saturday. I got up from like an hour and a half of sleep, and I'm standing in the line for like an hour and a half on a Sunday. <laughs> right. Just rattled, right? Sweating I met crazy. some young kid, like I was probably 32. So I met some young guys in line behind me, and I was getting them to go on beer runs. I said, I'll buy the beer. You guys go get it. <laughs> <laughs> so they, the, the young kids like you, Strads. Yeah. If you're 22 and guys oh, yeah. giving you free beer, you're like, oh, I'm doing sure. it all day. Right. Oh, you could go way younger than Garak Gregor. You could probably get eight year olds beers if you really tried. Good. <laughs> well, yeah, but the eight year olds weren't in line. You had to be 21, <laughs> and they can't have beer. Right? So then we finally get into the pool. It opens up. 
it's brutal outside. Like yeah. no one's in the pool. Everyone's standing on the outside. I was like, I just paid 150 bucks for this. What a joke. So now I'm rattled. And so you have your stupid little wristband that's good all day. And I remember my buddies are standing there. We're drinking a beer. I'm like, well, this is boring. So we go inside and we sit down and uh, I go to the washroom. I come back and they're all full at a table. I'm like, well, this sucks. So I go over and I'm playing blackjack switch, which I've never played before. Oh, yeah. I don't know sure. if you guys know what that yeah. is, where you can switch your cards. So I sit down at the table and there's these, uh, there's, there's a, Two black guys, one huge guy. And I'm like, well, this guy looks like a football player of some yeah. sort. And Ooh, then I love the story. I've heard a little, it before. A black, no, on. it's funny because it was very, you know, like United Nations coming together. There was, there was a, an Asian guy. There was a, a Mexican. And now here I'm the white guy in there. And just, so we're playing. And no one's really talking. And these guys are totally not playing how you should be playing yeah, blackjack. Right. But I'm not saying anything. Right, yeah. All right, so I ended up playing there for eight hours. I am not a poker guy. But I was yeah. winning. I couldn't stop winning. <laughs> I was like, this is unbelievable. The guy beside me, finally, after about two hours of playing, now we're starting to get on a run where we're losing. And this guy's like hitting on 15 when the dealer has a six. So yeah. finally, I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. So I explained to him, you don't hit on this one. And he's betting big, right? Like yeah. a 500 bucks each hand. So I'm yeah. kind of like, well, it's not my spot. But I'm like, he's going to wreck the whole table. So finally, yeah. I said, dude, this is why you do it. Trust me. So he listens to me, right? He goes in. The dealer, of course, six, 16, 26. Guy high fives me. Now he's all pumped. So now he's asking me how to play. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm just playing the odds. I can't guarantee you win every time. I just want to preface that, right? Yeah. Turns out it's T.I. Come on. T.I. I didn't even know who he was. My buddy Hutch comes up after we go to a break, right? The dealer switch. And he goes, do you know who that is? I'm like, no. It's like, it's T.I. I'm like, who? And I know. So, sorry, Wanya. I'm like, I didn't even know who he was. Right? Really? And so now we get pictures with T.I.'s playing <laughs> with us the whole time. And I was oblivious to this guy. He was hilarious because I was like, man, we're getting away with a lot of celebrating. Because usually yeah. you can't celebrate. Every really. time they would win a hand, him and the big guy who was a Houston um, Texan backup offensive lineman, it turns yeah. out. Like these guys were high five and normally you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was like, well, maybe it's blackjack switch. You can do whatever, <laughs> right? But this time I'm buckled. And it was, I'm like, well, that's why we got away with it. They obviously knew who the guy was. They're like, oh, it's yeah. T.I. You can get away with it. So evidently if you're a celebrity there, you can celebrate. <laughs> I remember when you told me that story, Gregor. That's when I first met you. And you're like trying to play it all cool. And you were like a couple weeks later, I think we were out for a beer. You're like, yeah, whatever. I was in Vegas and I sat down and I was playing cards with T.I. And I was just like, uh, I've really underestimated how famous Gregor is like <laughs> you know T.I. and you're like no no I don't know I was just playing cards yeah, no I didn't know like, the guy I didn't even know who he was uh, do you know any of the other hustle gang or possibly Atlanta rappers and then it yeah, after a little bit of wheedling you told me that it was random and he was that's crazy was he wearing like a million dollar watch and a necklace with a he did have a little diamond? bit of bling on him but you know I see a lot of people that wear those chains and I can't tell the difference if it's a big thick chain right. that's 10 bucks or a big thick chain that's 10 grand Right? Like, I can't tell the difference because I don't wear them. But the funny part was when we were done, he invited us to a show and, and we got so none of us went. <laughs> you snubbed the T.I. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't snub him. He just said, hey, if you guys want to go, I'll put you on the guest list. Wow. Right? So we put our name in the guest list and we, we, we had good intentions. But you know how you're in Vegas, yeah, where you have good intentions. Yeah. And this, oh. keep in mind, this was at four in the afternoon when he invited. Right. Well, by 10 o'clock at night. Right. Come on. We've been up since nine in the morning. No. Like, well, I wanted to go. I just couldn't physically get there. The concert should be at noon. I agree. You yeah. Because like, if you're going to make like his it, concert was like now. starting at midnight. And I'm like, dude, so that, yeah. okay. By then I'm tapped out. There hasn't been a rap concert ever that starts at midnight. They tell you it's going to start at midnight. And then at four in the morning, the club promoter walks out. He's like, I'm sorry. T.I. had a situation with a helicopter and he won't be here tonight. And then you go home sad. What? Where have you been for that? Kanye? What? Who does no, that? I just know that most rap shows and clubs get concert <laughs> or get canceled rather. Right? You, you got a lot of rap shows. Lots of rap shows. Oh, do you, yeah. get, do you get your money you. back? 
Uh, no, because like generally, I don't know if this was like, and maybe I'm I'm wrong, but if it was an actual concert with tickets, then he'll show up. But a lot of times, what they'll do is they'll be like, "Oh, Ti is going to be at uh, Win Encore tonight," and they'll put up a bunch of posters and stuff, and then he'll wheel through at like three in the morning and do one song and then leave. Like I know people have gone to rap shows in Vegas and the rapper hasn't even shown up, and everybody was there under the premise they were going to get to see whoever it was. That would suck. I'll tell you what. I'll leave you with this Vegas thought. Everyone should go to one afternoon pool party and just let oh, yourself yeah. go. Yeah, get the that's pool true. service. We Tau. Did, I went to Tau once. It was unbelievable. We did the, the pool service. And, you know, I remember, so we, let's say we flew in on a Thursday. We Friday, you know, we're, we're, we're walking into the hotel Thursday night around six. And the people walking out of the pool looked like the uh, Napoleon's army walking out of Russia. Like they were carrying each other. There's people that, you know, had a lot of <laughs> issues. They were just dying. So I'm like, oh, that don't that won't be us. Like that won't be us. So the next day we have this pool party line. We get there about one. Same thing that night, six o'clock. We're holding on to each other, dragging each other back to the room. Like it's so hot, and you're drinking, and you're in the pool. I mean, it is so much fun. But do not plan an event for that night because no, you, you will pace not yourself. make you got, it. You literally have you to drink water every drink just yeah. to hydrate because you're right. It's boiling hot out there. And the the, other, the last time I went to a pool party. We, you know, we land and you're fired up when you land, sure, right? You course. get in Vegas, it's hot. Right. You're like, all right, we go to the hotel, everybody switches, you're right down to the pool. And yeah. we were at the MGM and we were staying there. So you go right down to the pool. We walk around for a bit. Oh, we're, and we're walking. Okay, let's go for lunch. And as we stop and typical guys, there's a, and they, there, you can play a blackjack, yeah. right? There's certain tables right in the pool. And of course the, uh, the dealers like a, a 12. Yeah. So of course, got, oh, well let's play. So we just all jump in the water. Idiot Gregor has his cell phone in his pocket, doesn't remember it, gets out after playing for an hour. Hmm. So I went the whole weekend without the cell phone. Best weekend. That's yeah, the other sure. thing I've learned. Like when I went to Vegas, I land. And what, actually, when I take off, my phone's off. I didn't turn my phone on until I landed back home. I love going there and being disconnected. Yeah. To me, sure. that's the best. And be there with the peeps that you're with. Yeah. And then you'll have fun. Everyone's like, we got, because I see people in there. They're on Instagram. They're in my, no one cares about your picture from the pool. Right. Right. No one cares. And right. the people that should care, like Struds, you said you were there at 22. You couldn't start up a conversation. Well, no wonder no one now can start up a conversation because they're all talking right. on their phone. No. Nah, well, the other guys are actually dragging me down. If you want to the truth. <laughs> I, I would have been fine. Step out of your own zone. Step out of your own zone. All right. Now, um, I, I, I do want to have a quick story before you get off of this okay. Vegas topic because I'll tell you the counterpoint to going to pool parties. I've been to a few pool parties in Vegas on my own that when I wasn't talking to elderly prostitutes. And I'll tell you this one time I was in the one, I don't remember which one it was, but it was like the one where like Paris Hilton would go and do a pool party. It was like maybe three or four years ago. And I ended up being super drunk and meeting Enrique Iglesias, but that's a different story for a different day. But here's what's disgusting about pool parties. I'm in there, I'm hanging out. I think three, six mafia was rapping. Good times are being had by all. And the storm rolls in. So they get on the mic and they're like, everybody get out of the pool. There's a storm. Lightning might hit the pool. This is so crazy. And then all of a sudden, there's like 200 people in line for the bathrooms. And I'd been sort of where we were hanging and floating was right near the bathrooms on the outside. And I didn't realize, like, people were just peeing in the pool all day, man. And when the storm was over and everybody got to get back in the pool, I didn't see more than like two people in line for the bathrooms for the rest of the night. Oh, yeah. For that 15 minutes where we all had to get out of the pool and everybody had to pee like normal human beings, it was line city to get into the bathroom. So go to Vegas, go to the pool party, but do so at your own risk because you're mostly floating in Bud Light pee. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. 
It is true. I can confirm that as well. You peed in the pool? Uh, I've never pool? peed in the pool, but no, I just... pretty sure uh, I think you did. No, no, I can't do it. You want to know why? I can't do it. It's too close quarters. I, I wanted to, but when you're packed in there and you, there's four other people touching you, like rubbing up, you know, because you're so packed in there so tight, I can't get the relaxation level needed to pee in the pool. So I have to go use the bathroom. I'm one of the few that goes in the bathroom. And believe me, it's annoying. I wish I could just pee in the pool. A lot of people don't. You, do you have that problem? Well, I, I just have common sense that I wouldn't pee in the pool. I don't know, but could you if like there's four other because you're in packed in like could sardines. I? Well, I don't. I, I guess I've never thought about it. I guess if I had to, yeah, I probably could, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose to. I couldn't. Couldn't. Can't do it. It's. 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 Call it stage fright. Call it respect for the pool. I don't know what it is, but I cannot pee when I'm being touched by other people. That sounds well, hilarious. How have you tested that theory? Like, yeah, I can't no. pee when other people are touching me. Like, what do you do? Like, no, I because... want to know what kind of things you and Jerome and Tyson Nash and Jason Holland were doing no, no, in that yeah. hotel room, the four of you guys no, together. The no pools... wonder you didn't have anybody. Okay, let me explain it again. <laughs> that, that really didn't weekend. sound good. Okay, let's do this podcast over again. No, so you're packed in so <laughs> tightly, there's no room to move. So people are like, their backs are rubbing on your back, and you're just jammed in. And I cannot relax. Okay, I, I get I, that. But it's really hard. Yeah, maybe describe <laughs> it better next time. Now, uh, quickly. Yeah. How uh, we, we need an update. How's, yes. How's the home renovation? Because by the looks of your hand, I'm going to say yeah. the house is winning. Yeah, it's well. At least it's not my face is beat up. My hands are. But yeah, we're we're trending the right direction. We moved in, so we're now living in the basement of our new home. <laughs> so there's five of us living in a, a one bedroom basement. So it's interesting. Uh, my mom and dad have been nice for us to take us in for a few nights, but I think we're going to move into the, the, the basement uh, this weekend. And then it'll probably be another three weeks before we can move upstairs, if everything goes well. <laughs> so we're living in the basement. So are you cooking? Like, what's the what's the what's the cooking situation? Well, we hooked this. We we took the stove out. Then I hooked the stove back up, and there's a fridge upstairs, so we can cook upstairs. Uh, then there's a, a little party fridge in the basement that ho that uh, houses uh, like snacks for the kids and stuff. Um, so we can eat, and then we've got an induction little you know little burner you can have. We have set up downstairs, so we make some stuff there. It's not easy, Mr. Wanya, and we are we are waiting oh, for goodness. you to invite us over to your home to spend a week. But I I guess that email didn't come through either. From well, my home is my... an armored condominium in the Sonoran <laughs> Desert down in Mexico, and you're welcome to come down here. But there's a sign of the airport saying, please don't bring your children in. Oh, really? Okay, then we'll... No, we'll, not a real sign. We'll just Being go to your Spanish place in Edmonton. <laughs> but anyway, so it's going all right. So three weeks from now, we'll be upstairs. Then four what's, weeks what's after that. What's left in the renovation to be done? Um, nothing major. Just uh, doors, trim, flooring, uh, the kitchen, the laundry room, the bathroom, <laughs> uh, the painting, the... Uh, so really, it's more what is it? So the plumbing's done. The plumbing's done. And okay. the electrical's done. Good. Well, that's good because if you're relaxed, at least you can go pee. Well, yeah, because there, there's lots of bathrooms to use. <laughs> I can quietly get in there and use. But yeah, it's it's there's some. Oh, and the, the stairway was painted. The stair railing uh, was painted, so that's good. So uh, that's the weekly update. And you know, within now, now uh, how much of these renovations are you doing yourself now? I'm the demo man, and then I gave up uh, last Wednesday, and I called a friend of mine uh, from that owns a, a demo company to finish it off because I just ran out. I was sitting there Wednesday night about eleven o'clock. I'm like, I can't do this. I, I was doing it by myself. I did a lot. But I just gave up. I took cash out. This group, this guy brought in uh, three guys in two days. They demoed everything that needed to be done. Like the flooring, right? Mm -hmm. The hardwood's hard to lift up. Oh, it's yeah. Hard. And I did quite a bit, but I was like, I'm done. I'm out. So we got it, and then that kick-started it. And then, uh, so now we, we're, on, we're on good track. But you're not putting the, like, you're not doing the no. actual work. No, I talked, my okay. buddy, I met my buddy there, Matchek. Matchek's going to do it. The pride of Poland. 
and uh, he's going to help me. Or he's not going to help me. He's going to do yeah. it. Yeah, like you're not going to be there, I would hope. Uh, I'll be involved in the uh, just being there, but I won't be. Like maybe packing in cement bags or something like um, that? Yeah. Like you shouldn't be involved in any decisions from here on in. Well, no, I think I, that's safe to say. I did get pushed out of the way a little bit by our, the ladies helping us design it and our kind of our person's general contractor. I was running it and then they decided that it could be run smoother if I wasn't involved. <laughs> so I'm out. <laughs> so I'm out. I'm out. Peace. At first I was upset and I realized like it's just, it's fine. I'm like, I'm out. That's what you got to know your do. strengths in life. Right. You have to know your strengths. Right. Yeah. It was, it all kind of, so I decided I couldn't do the demos Wednesday night, Thursday morning. I was kicked off the team. So now I'm on the outside looking in. Now and you just get to bring orange slices and Gatorade to the that's workers. Right. That's right. I, I pay for a few things and I move on. Pretty simple. Makes sense. Yeah. So, Wanya, you've never now. done any renovations, have you? Uh, oh, yeah. I've done lots of renovations. You're sitting in Little Brick, man. Who do you think did all the demo up there? That was me. There was like 88 different kinds of asbestos from throughout the years, and I breathed it all in deeply. And that's why I plan on dying next October. Well, that's not much fun. We need you a little bit longer than that. We want well, to go to actually, Vegas you know what? You. I'm not going to die because I would like to talk about something that I can't believe we're 26 minutes into this podcast and we haven't talked about yet. Gregor, talk about art collections and crap like right. that. How about the Oilers winning three yeah. in a row? And hey, just hey, one in. chance huh? making hey, the playoffs. I don't plan on dying anytime soon because okay. I lived through the 11 years with no playoffs and now I'm immortal. Okay, just wait. Hold on to that yeah, thought. It's only 10 breaks. years. Don't hump make it breaks, worse. Man. Don't Germanicize no. anything. Jeez. It's only 10 years without the playoffs, hump, not 11. So we're, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with more on the Finning Real Life podcast on the Nation Network. Where other kids saw an unwelcome winter chore, you saw opportunity. Shovel a few neighborhood sidewalks and driveways and make a few bucks. There you go, kid. You never forgot that lesson. And today, the only thing that's changed is the size of your shovel. The reliable, efficient, and affordable Cat Skid Steer from Finning. From just $5.36 a month with the all-business lease, heated seat included. The all-business skid steer for all seasons. Call one 888 today. We return, Jason Greger, along with Jason Strudwick. Wanya Gretzky, it's real life, brought to you by Finning. They might make better calendars. No, I'm kidding. Of course, they have big machinery. That's better. But their calendars are really good. Yeah, I actually got a note. They want to know if I want to be Mr. July next year on the net 2018. So we're in negotiations. Pretty much I'm asking, and they're going to say yes or no. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... that's like the third best month of the year. Yeah. They might be saying, uh, would you like February, Mr. Strudwick? Uh, can we put you in February? That might work a little bit. People have really low expectations come March. Would right. you be interested in March? Right. All right. So... Not anymore, Wanye. Not anymore. Yes, we will talk about the orders. They've, they've won three in a row. Uh, on home ice. Now, I do want to talk, Wanya, because as most people know, for, for many years, since 2010, you were pretty much a Jordan Eberle stalker. You would uh, go to the hairdresser and pick up his hair clippings off of the floor. It was quite weird and different things like that. But then suddenly, oh, man. Connor McDavid like came judge. along. I'm not a stalker. And, and you kind of <laughs> cheated on Eberle and uh, threw all of your love into uh, McDavid. And now Jordan Eberle's in the worst slump of his life. Do you feel guilty? Well, I don't feel guilty per se. I mean, we all get to move on and trade up and trade in for a younger model and do things like that. I gave Jordan like the good years of my life, right? I We had a good time together. You know, I cheered for him. He ignored me. I sent him all my toenails on Valentine's Day. He got a restraining <laughs> order from me. You know, like it was a, it was a two-way thing here. But when a guy like Connor McDavid comes along who's underrated, you know, a long shot to make the NHL, I felt it was my job to get behind him and pump him up, right? I don't feel guilty. And I, you know what? To be fair to, to Eberly, I don't know anything about hockey, obviously, Struds. Every time I open my mouth, I prove this to both of you. But 
even though he hasn't scored in what is it now 20 games 18 mm-hmm. 18 games yeah personally i don't think it's i don't think he's playing badly i mean i think he's had a lot of opportunities and chances and stuff like that he's just maybe gripping the stick a bit too tight i don't feel it's my responsibility now and he's married now or engaged he's got real human pe- beings to hang out with he's fine he'll be great yeah, you know what? I put a tweet out uh, during the game of uh, against Arizona. I said about Puglia. I said Puglia. If I could buy a stock of Benoit Puglia, I'd buy it. He's trending up, and I think the same tra- tweet could have been put out for Eberle. I see uh, these two guys, and the biggest difference that I'm seeing from them is the way they're skating. I think that they're, they're you know they they you can't just take two three strides and glide. And I think that that you look at the way Conor McDavid plays or Drysaddle. Or even uh, Jujak Kerr, the way he skates, you have to skate through everything. And you can't always just wait to happen. And I see their feet moving more from those two guys the last two games. And I would think that trending into the game against Florida, um, I'd expect those two guys, that line specifically, to have a big match. A very big game because they're doing the right things. And everybody, I'm almost guaranteeing a goal from him for Florida. Well, he's hit, he, I think, 10 posts in the yeah. last three weeks. Uh, last night, right. the, the Mike Smith save. And I talked to Eberle, and you know, I went back and I looked in his career. He's actually had a, a 15-game uh, goal astral before. So it's not like he's never gone this. But what's interesting is how many players around the league top scores. Because Jordan Eberle, the last five years, scored the 18th most goals in the mm-hmm. NHL. Like, that's a legit elite goal scorer. And yeah. people can yeah. talk about all the other things. And the fact is, Eberle's actually improved his play away from the puck. He's gone 18 games without a goal. He's a plus six. Yeah. He's not on the ice for any – he's not scoring anything. And he's still a plus player significantly for him in that stretch, which uh, illustrates that he's doing other things. Unfortunately, when you get paid six million bucks, you got to score goals. And make no mistake, Jordan Eberle, well, he talks about it. And hey, the orders are winning. So that at least softens the blow somewhat. But I can tell you behind the scenes, he's rattled. He's probably got witchcraft. He's sitting there with sure. voodoo. Joe Boo, if you don't come to me now, <laughs> F you, Joe Boo. I know right, there's right. certain things like that that he's likely talking about. But I think the Oilers are actually better than their record would suggest, which is extraordinarily exciting for a girl like that? me. Because Lucic isn't scoring, Everly isn't scoring. Like, there's a lot of guys on this team, in my mind, who are still underperforming relative to what they're capable of doing. When everyone starts to perform in concert, it is going to be go time. And that should be right around the middle of April when a little thing called the playoffs start. And then it's <laughs> going to be whoop city. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I agree with you because the four guys, that line, Nuge's line, Eberle, Pouliot, uh, and and, Eber, and uh, Nuge, and then Lucic, I think those four guys have a higher ceiling than they're showing. And they're not they're not trending in the right direction for a number of goals. Plus, Darnell Nurse coming back, I think there could be quite a push. But then you have to assume that Dreisaitl and McDavid and Maroon, specifically Maroon, will keep on the same pace they have. But um, there is a higher ceiling, I think, for these guys uh, going forward for sure. Yeah, I think this Pat Maroon. Oh, sorry, Gregor. Go ahead. In the utopian world, then yes, all players score at once, but it doesn't happen on any team. Like Patrice Bergeron has 18 points. Anze Kopitar has four goals this year. Jonathan Taves has seven. Like there's lots of guys on lots of other teams that are in a similar category. And you look at where Chicago is in the standings, and Taves has done nothing offensively for that team. So I think, you know, you could look at it. I think the good news for the Orders is maybe when Patrick Maroon, who's hotter than hot right now, when he eventually slows down, then they hope that Everly or those yeah. other guys can pick up. And, and I think ultimately that's what they would like to see. But yeah, if all the guys are scoring at once, well, then suddenly you're going to be scoring three and a half to four goals a game. And sadly, in today's NHL, that just isn't realistic. I'd love it to be, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But I think it's more of an ebb and flow. And it shows that the team actually has depth, finally. Mm-hmm. So when certain players exactly. aren't scoring, Pouliot, Everly, Lucic, they can still win games because they have other guys. And then when those other guys go in the drought, 
that's when they got to hope that suddenly Eberle starts scoring. He's had a lot of chances last few games, and uh, so you hope that for for the order's sake that it, he can start scoring. And uh, if it does, then maybe it's you know that roller coaster mm-hmm. where suddenly there'll be a team that can keep going. When I look at Milan Lucic, I'm not concerned about him right now. I want it, but he to get him going, he's got to play with emotion. I mean, he's just he's an emotional player. When he, he's much like Joe McGinley, uh, like Shane Doan. When they're emotional, they're involved. Kem Bieksa, they're effective. When they're not emotional, it's harder to find them. So Lucic, I, I'm not. You know, a lot of people are critical of him so far. And, you know, I, I watched the game against Arizona. I didn't really think he really did much at all, quite frankly, out there. But I saw a little spark. He and Stone had a little, a little disagreement. He saw his, his play picked up from there. But Lucic, and I'm not saying it has to be now, but at some point, relatively soon, he's got to find that emotional connection to the game and get going because I think he can be a huge force heading into uh, the playoff run and then any kind of playoffs. All right, guys, I got a question for okay. you. So what happens first? Jordan Everly scores a goal or Milan Lucic takes a penalty because neither one of them have done it in 18 games? Yeah, no doubt for me it's Jordan Everly. I said it earlier. I think he scores tomorrow against uh, Florida. I really like the way he's been playing. And uh, he's back, you know, and he'll be, he'll get going. He's too good a player to not uh, get on a bit of a run here to finish up the season. You, Wanye? Yeah, I would agree. I'd have to go with my ex-girlfriend, Jordan Everly. I think that uh, <laughs> sooner or later, the, he'll get off the schneid and away he goes. Now, we uh, like to wrap it up every week yes. with uh, story time, Strud. So uh, let me know uh, your story of the week from Jason Strudwick. All right. Well, this one is about, uh, I was playing in Vancouver at the time, and, uh, you know, I was trying to assert myself as a physical player. And so we're playing against San Jose, and San Jose had a good team. They were led by one Nolan at that time. And they had a Jeff Friesen, very good speedster. And then they had a guy named uh, Ronnie Stern, pretty tough guy, uh, no doubt as a flame and a shark. So I'm out there, and I'm uh, going against uh, Jeff Friesen, and we get uh, battling, and we get tied up. And we're pushing and shoving, pushing and shoving. And, uh, you know, he, he's not letting go, and I'm not letting go, and I'm kind of mad. All of a sudden, I turn to skate away, and I get sucker punched right in the face, right in the beak. The game's tied. And I have no idea what just happened. I'm like, what just happened? I don't know who hit me. And Donald Brashear comes in and starts pushing around. And I get to the bench, and I still don't know what happened. I lean over to Brashear. I'm like, what happened? He's like, Ronnie Stern sucker punched you. And so I just, I'm so mad. I'm really upset. And uh, Mark Cropper, our coach, says, this isn't the time. This is not the time. It's in the third period. Do not retaliate. And I just looked at him. I'm like, I, I was so mad. I was like, all right, whatever. So right after the game, I go right into the dressing room. I get on the schedule. I look right away. It's like two months later, we play the San Jose Sharks. And at this game that we just, I got sucker punched it. My aunt, my mom, and my grandma were all there. So I walk out with them after the game. And my grandma, she's like, are you all right? I said, I'm okay. My grandma always thought I was getting hurt. But I, she said, what are you going to do? I said, no, nothing, grandma. My grandma's like, do you promise you won't get that? You won't go back at that guy? I'm like, grandma, I won't. And she's like, you're lying. I'm like, yes, I am. So two months later, we're playing the Sharks, and I am really upset. I'm, I'm all day. I'm not. Ex- I'm very mad. I'm going to get Ronnie Stern back. And so uh, finally, uh, you know, early in the game, they line up. Ronnie Stern's a right winger. I go out there on left D, and Todd Bertuzzi left forward. And I just get up and said, Bert, play left D. He doesn't even ask a question. He just skates back. I line up beside Ronnie Stern, and he knows, and he was a guy that fought a lot. The puck drops, and we fight, and I have a really good fight against Ronnie Stern. And I don't say that often, but it was a very good one. I got the better of Ronnie. I'm just, I'm so mad, so upset. We both, we both get five. We skate into the penalty box. We're sitting there. The play starts again. All of a sudden, he looks over me. He's like, hey, Struddy. I'm like, yeah. He's like, are we even? I'm like, yeah, we're even. And that was it. It never had a problem with Ronnie Stern again. But I love, I, you know what? I always, I, that really taught me a lesson there. You know what? If you do something to someone, that's you have to give the guy a chance to get back at you and, and even up. And he did. And he knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Everyone on my team, on both teams, knew it was coming. 
but he stood in there and a uh, very tough guy for a long time. But I always, I love that story because he's just, it, it just, that's the way it was. I don't think that's how it is now. You never let Sotheby get a second opportunity. Why oh, is that? Well, he like didn't. after you suckered him. Sucker, he suckered me. Don't get me started. With an elbow. The dirtiest elbow. I'm, he should be suspended still from putting skates on. That dirty <laughs> man. God, that bothers me. Don't, why do you start that? I was having a nice day. <laughs> Did you ever fight Stern again? No, we never had, honestly, we never had interaction again. And we, we'd compete and stuff and be some trash talk, whatever, but nothing like that. And uh, it just, I, I always respected Ronnie for that. And I, I liked him before that, but it's just, you know what? It was so calm. Were we even? Yeah, we're even. Well, Wanye, when you go out tonight in the uh, Mexican compound, yeah. play, play by those rules, okay? Right. You know what? Those are words to live by. I've really learned a lot today. We laughed a little. We cried a little. I talked about an elderly prostitute. This has been an excellent podcast. <laughs> Wanye, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, boys. I Next wouldn't miss Tuesday. it for the world. We will talk to you then. That's the Real Life Podcast, Episode 11, brought to you by our great friends at Finning. On behalf of Strudwick and Wanya, I'm Gregor. We're out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.